when I got the invitation to address you, I was wondering what I would speak about. And I was wondering right up until this morning, and I picked up my own uh, daily devotion reading, and I was in Ezekiel chapter 37. And so I figured how fitting for a prayer meeting like we're going to engage in today. So first of all, I want to read in Ezekiel 37 from verse 1 to 14, and then I'll make a few comments before I, I hand it back to you. So Ezekiel 37, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. And so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come. From the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and ye shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it. And performed it, saith the Lord. So we have here a vision that's very famous. If you were to think of all the visions that Ezekiel received, I think this would be the best known of them all. He's a prophet who ministers at the time when uh, the nation of Judah have already gone into captivity. And so he has much to say to a captive people uh, with respect to encouragement explaining their destruction and also giving them them hope and so when you work through these verses the first thing is the vision itself what the prophet sees he sees a valley that is full of bones it's like an army that has been vanquished on the battlefield and no one has buried uh, the dead and when you come to verse 9 uh, he prophesies and says unto the slain and so there's the idea that they've been cut down in that kind of uh, conquered state. So they're scattered. They're not buried. 
they're obviously dead, but uh, the Lord goes further so as to say that they're very dry. So there's no flesh left. Uh, the marrow has been sucked out of these bones. And it's a kind of shorthand for saying not only are they dead, they're really dead. So that's what he sees. And looking at this vision, then the next thing is God asks him a question. Son of man, can these bones live? And the answer to that question is obvious in two ways. First of all, if there's no God, the answer is obviously no. There is no way that these really dead bones can ever live. But then when you bring God into the equation and you answer the question with God, the answer is obviously yes, they can live. But the prophet doesn't presume to know what God's going to do. So he answers very wisely and he says, Lord, thou knowest. So it's not unbelief. He's recognizing that God is all powerful. God need only speak and life can be breathed into these dead bones. After all, he's the one who spoke and out of nothing, everything came. But he casts it back upon the Lord with respect, not only to his power, but also to his will. What is impossible with men is possible with God. And you find that in the prophet's answer. So he sees and then he hears this question and then God gives him direction from verse four. He tells him what to do. Two things. First of all, preach to the bones, preach to the bones. And as the prophet goes and preaches to these bones, things happen. Bone starts joining with bone and they're put together with sinews and then flesh covers the bones. But the more you read on, it's only external. I think sometimes you find this in an individual's experience. They come into contact with the church and under the sound of the word. And under the influence of preaching, there's an external reformation that takes place. And so they may maybe start doing Christian things. But there's no life. And so you've got these bones that now have been formed into bodies, but the bodies are still dead. And so God says, you need to do something else, not just preach to the bones. You need to go and pray to the wind. And so the prophet goes and he begs the Lord spirit in verse nine, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. The result is a resurrection. And these dead bones that scattered what appeared to be a battle uh, battlefield are brought to life and they stand a great and mighty army for the Lord. Well, what does it all mean? God tells us himself in verse 11 through 14. He says, these bones are the house of Israel. A nation that has been devastated by famine siege, the sword, pestilence, and captivity. He says these bones are the nation of Israel in exile. Nation, like their hope, seems to be lying dead, really dead and very dry. But God comes to them and says, I'm going to open your graves. I'm going to bring you back to the land. 
and I'm going to give you my spirit. And so you see the connection between chapter 30, 36 and 37 here. New covenant revelation, similar to Jeremiah chapter 31, that God is going to come and breathe life into the dead cause of Israel. And so the first application is to Israel in their exile, that God is going to bring them back into the land. And I'm not going to get into all of the weeds of prophetic things, but I'll say this. I believe that there's a future for Israel with reference to this prophecy and, and Romans chapter 11. But the, be that as it may, how does it apply to us as the church today? Well, Israel were the covenant people of God. And these passages pertain not only to the return from exile, but they project forward to the new covenant period and they apply to the church. And so when we look at the church and we might lament, there is so much that's dead, maybe really dead. And we ask ourselves the question, what can we do? Well, we see we have to look to the God of Ezekiel, the God who's able to turn everything around. And we need to do the two things that Ezekiel had to do. We need to preach to the bones and we need to pray for the Holy Spirit. And the potential is life from the dead. That God is able. We can't pretend to know if God is willing to do it right now in our generation. The secret things belong unto the Lord. But we have every encouragement that when he sets his people praying, he purposes to do something in answer to the prayer. And so we preach to the bones, we prophesy to the wind, and the Lord revives his cause. And maybe at your leisure, you should read to the end of the chapter, because not only do you have reviving, but you have reuniting. The fruit of this is that two sticks, Israel and Judah, are stuck together again. And when the Lord comes in reviving, he also reunites that which is scattered. And we've much lamentation over the state of the divided church of the Lord Jesus Christ as well. So we preach to the bones and we pray to the wind and ask God to revive his cause.